0: Hello everyone, it's your favorite Nigerian Ugo. And I'm the problematic sister Chris. Hey y'all. And welcome to episode three of season two Mm -hmm. of We Are That Podcast. You know, we out here holding it down, waiting for our Curry goat connoisseur to return you know my right side is a little bit empty I don't yeah. like it it's, it's an it, extra it, it's draft yeah suddenly colder we Girl, come her. back come back please please <laughs> We are so lonely. <laughs> nah, but you know we've been having a hold down the floor without mm-hmm. her, and we do miss her. We want her to come back. We wish her well with everything that she's doing. I'm sure, you girl. Y'all... I guess if y'all wish her well, then second. Like, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Definitely wish her well. <laughs> That's my best friend. Of course, I wish her well. Nah, yo. But it's crazy. Like, um, if you haven't seen already, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> wait, throat> oh, wait, wait. Sound the alarm. Oh. Burr, 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 burr. Daryl, put some put some sound clips onto this shit. Uh, Make sure it's mad official. You don't have it, dude. Do you don't you? got it. Yeah, you don't got it. I'm gonna be editing beow, and I'm beow, gonna... beow, beow. There we go. Not uh. Uh-uh. Drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> we are that podcast is officially on Apple Podcasts. Yes, I know it's been a long, long DJ Clue bombs. So it's been a long time coming. I know. Finally, we heard we heard you guys' requests. We heard you guys, but it, it took a while. You know, me. We're not the it most. Did. We're not the most. You know, technologically savvy mm-hmm. people in the world. We mm-hmm. had to go through a little shit to get this thing going. Also, so. we really wanted to see if y'all really fucked with us That's before true. we even tried to apply. That's know? true. Because we ain't gonna go through all of this shit, and then y'all really don't fuck with us. Then what? then i'm gonna be mad exactly so i'm like so. nah but we're here for you guys we are on apple Podcasts. if you look us up at we are that podcast you will find us please subscribe please give us five stars because mm-hmm. i know that we give you five star mm-hmm. content obviously mm. so you know it's only inevitable that you give us five stars and listen it's not apple music it's we not don't have podcasts on apple music for y'all who don't know i mean i use spotify i don't understand that concept anyway because why do i have to have apple music and apple Pod? whatever we're gonna get on spotify eventually but it's apple podcast don't go to apple music typing it up in a and it's screenshotting it sending it to me because i'm gonna block you and then i'm gonna report you to the authorities ice Exactly. And we've done it to multiple people before, so don't think that you're anyone special. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. if your grandma suddenly disappeared, it's because I reported. Second, (laughs) I'm really joking. That is wild. was too deep. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. But just know it is on Apple Podcasts. It is a purple emoji with a little, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a microphone or whatever it is. It looks purple. No. Is it a Wi Fi symbol? Kind of like a Wi Fi symbol, a little bit. But it's purple. Please click on that. Type in, we are that podcast. You will find us. Please subscribe. We thank you very much. We'll still be on and SoundCloud. Yeah, Don't rate it, too.
1: You yeah, um, rated. Can it. they leave
0: comments? Um, you can leave reviews. Okay. So you know if you just it's it's like a general kind of thing. It's not for every episode. I think it's for like oh, okay, the, for the, the full whole, podcast. Okay, okay. Leave reviews. We want to hear what you guys want to like have to say about us. You know, warm our hearts a little bit. You know? And leave re- um comments on SoundCloud for sure. I, I would want to read those for sure. You know? As we, you're listening to it, you could just. You know. Yeah, like if we say something hot, if we say something that you relate to, if you have questions, Be like, whatever. L M F A O exclamation <laughs> point. Like <laughs> we hear you <laughs> laughing too. We don't really hear you laughing, but we'll hear you laughing. We don't. But I'm assuming the extra O's is like I'm really laughing. Yeah. But but, yeah, that's our big announcement. That's time. our big announcement, yeah. you know. We're a little official up there with, you know, because you know Oprah's um Soul Sundays or something mm-hmm. is on Apple Podcast, So we up there with Oprah. Yeah, we up there with Oprah, you know. Basically, at this point, we just taking over the fucking world. I mean, shit. Shit. And once we get on Spotify and all of those it's other over. streaming, it's really a wrap. It's really done. And then once we get visual, it's, it's, it's fucking done. P- Please. That means I got to put my eyebrows on at all times. Yeah. It's fucking done. It's done. You bitches are over. <laughs> Period. Period. And that's that on that. Plane. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to them for the last episode. That shit was too last much. Episode. Yeah. Too that much. Sh- that shit had me crying. When I was editing, I was in tears. He said, what is it? Ug- U- Ugo. Ugo. Uganda. 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 No, that nigga's too much. But, yeah, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Drew. Thank you guys so much for coming on to that episode. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are post-Thanksgiving. We oh are Lord now Jesus. pre- Christmas. The best time of the year, Christmas. My like, favorite day of the year. Unfortunately, though, yeah. so, this isn't going to be the most festive of episodes. It's not, it's not. But wait, can we talk about Christmas first? Because... Okay, that's fine. I've been waiting since December 25th last year to talk about Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. is the best holiday. It's Let's the get best this- day. No, like, I put Christmas above my birthday. It's my favorite day of the year. Christmas is really great because, I mean, it's something that you... Like, you can see Christmas. It's you literally I mean? the most wonderful time of the... There's no... Bo- well, I mean, there are people who are sad during Christmas, yes. but those are you know it happens there's reasons yeah there's reasons but like for the most part everyone's feeling joyous and giving except for you know those people that stand outside shop right and ring that loud ass bell i'm like <sighs> if i'm there shopping for my hams it and it was my so aggressive and- and- Stop ringing the bell. It's seven like, a.m. You don't even want to hear that bell. My thing is, I can see you. You don't have to ring the bell to get me. Because ringing the bell is gonna make me not want That's to give exactly you. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because like, because even I'm like, if now I I fucking annoying, like me. if I had the urge to give something to now you, I'm if you're ringing it. a bell, I'm, I'm not, not gonna it. give it to you. I'd rather go and buy a Sour Patch Kid. Or because something. now you're just now you're being aggressive, and I don't Charles like aggressiveness, Shares. especially not in the morning. And what pisses me off with the whole bell shit, like when you see them, they don't even look happy to be ringing. They looking like bitch. It's just a job. Give me the fucking money. But they ring ringing that. And the bell is so aggressive. It's mm-hmm. that loud ass. I used to go to Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when recess would be over, they would ring this loud ass bell. And that's what it reminds me of like all a the church fucking bell. time. Aww. And I'm just like, yo, you all know what? You it's need really... to get this shit away from the entrance of shop, right? because yeah. I'm getting pissed off. It's really not that deep at all. Anyways, but back to Christmas. So I'm very excited for Christmas. It's I am Two weeks or like three weeks. three weeks? Three weeks? About three weeks. What's on your Christmas list? To be honest, kitchen appliances. Oh, You're one of those. Nah, no, I'm dead ass. Like i getting a candle for me. Ain't no surprise. And truth be told, I'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> like I love. I'm. Anytime candles. you go to her apartment, it's always candles. I'm like, candled so, up. I'm shit. candled up, shorty. You know so about Body Works got that sale. Please, you think I don't know? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. nah, but. <laughs> realistically like the older i get and since i have my own spot i just want things that are more practical rather than materialistic like kitchen appliances or home appliances like i was hyped when i got a vacuum like that shit was really really lit Ooh, the dyson I, I didn't get a dyson because that's just a little, steep. It's a little steep it's a little steep but i got a shark but i got the stand-up shark with the um compartmental thing on the top on the top oh, oh it's lit one. That's it's lit one um that i'll take shoes I mean, i'm a shoe girl if anybody's seen my shoe closet it's a bit intense um but other than that like i'm not really like i ain't really picky you just give me what you give me really i'll take it just don't give me no shit i don't like thank you that's it like and i make it very, very more than i make what i do like clear I make, I make extremely it. clear what I, what I do like. not like. Mm-hmm. Extremely clear. Fraud niggas, y'all niggas. That's that shit, shit I don't, I don't like. like. First, first off the bat, don't get me anything pink. Whoa. whoa Granted, whoa, Faith's favorite color is pink. All right. Um, Granted, I her favorite color is pink. I don't like pink. Don't get me shit pink. I don't wear pink. I don't use pink items. I. What about a pink. nice blush, you know? Blush is cool. That's a shade of pink, though. Blush is cool. I'm more of a rose gold fan. Okay, but more of a rose if cool. you want to look at it, that's a shame. Bitch, I don't want, like, hot pink. I don't want bubblegum pink. I don't want bubble pale pink. Is, I don't want any of Pale pink is actually very cute as well. I mean, it's cute to you. Like, it's just not for me. It reminds me, like, babyish. I think it's very innocent. I mean babies very are innocent. Beautiful. Babies are innocent. I'm innocent. And you like pink, so I guess things go <laughs> full circle. Anyways, onto my <laughs> Christmas list, because um we all know I'm a very complex woman. Um, you know, today I made a request and it's seemingly so that my request was denied. And I just wanna let the people who I made the request to, let it be known. I will torture you in your sleep. Okay. You will not know peace until I get what I want. My request is very simple. It was very straightforward. Um, other than that, only thing on my Christmas list is, uh, happiness, peace. Bitch. Let that be on your fucking Christmas list, (laughs) bitch. That shit is not on mine. I want the material shit. Okay. Okay. All no, right. I'm mad. This is a trauma because every time I ask my mom every year what she wants for Christmas, "Oh, happiness, joy, you know, love. I want us all to be prospering. You love me right now." Like, and the difference. Having... So. <laughs> no, bitch, I mean... what do you want from Macy's? Let me know. <laughs> like. That's the real trauma from Christmas. No, but But other than that, I think Christmas is the best day of the year. No, I really is. Come home, everyone just loves up on each other, and I don't have to cook like I had to slave for Thanksgiving. Facts. So I actually saw you slaving. It was slaving away ten hours. It was torture. That's very ghetto. It's so ghetto. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. really like, which one you want, Daryl? You want red or you want white?
2: My hands in the air. It's up to ya.
0: Why did he cup his mouth? <laughs> yeah, like, you're <laughs> approximately five We're gonna be away from you. I hear you. Thank you for projecting. But anyway, like we were saying before we got into our little Christmas bag, this is not going to be, like, the, I don't want to say happiest, but it's not going to be, like, the fun-loving, jokey kind of episode that you're used to from this podcast because – we will be talking about something that's very real too. Because balance, we gave you yeah, two funny episodes. Come on, come on. We gotta get real now. Yeah, we I'm, gotta I'm, I'm, I'm we gotta this. let a lot go. Yep. We have a lot <laughs> pent up. Uh-huh. Um, this is therapy right now. If you wanted some therapy, we got for it. the free. We got you. We got you. So today we will be talking about trauma, um, in all aspects. You know. Childhood trauma, how it led into adolescent trauma, adult trauma, uh, potential future traumas that we have when we're going on with our lives. But it's something that we wanted to touch on because it's something that's very prevalent and very real for people who are in in their twenties and even in multiple age groups. You know, like we're we're human, so we're not always going to be the happy go lucky individuals that we are you know we deal with things in our lives and a lot of those things we have to suppress because we feel as though we can't properly communicate them Mm -hmm. and we feel like we don't have people to um speak to them about or people that we think we can depend on Mm -hmm. so it it took us a lot to really like get to this point to be on the mic and talk about this because we really did you know go back and forth and wonder you know should we do something like this because Mean, and Ugo, we really do have trauma that we've been through. Mm-hmm. So, we do hope, disclaimer, um, we hope you do enjoy this episode. Also, we do know that trauma is something that's very deep and something that can be triggering to people. So, mm-hmm. we do understand if, you know, it's a little too intense for you. Um, but do know that if you think it's too intense, we are here for you. Like, Conversation that we'll have is very organic, it's very fluid, it's very honest. So, you know, don't be afraid to listen, don't think that you'll be attacked, don't think that you'll be judged. And we are here for you. So, that's a quick disclaimer before we, you know, move forward. (coughs) Sorry, while you were talking, I was trying to look up the definition of trauma. I just had to put in that little disclaimer, you know, because you know, I like to start things off with the uh, technical. Should I do my quote now? Yeah, later. I would say do it now. Now? Yeah, you can do it now. I was thinking later because you know not on a positive note. Yeah, that's fine. That's right? cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know I like to add some positivity, extra positivity for that ass. Anyways, trauma, um, let's see what it says on Google. It's a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, like a personal trauma like the death of a child or, Damn. if in medicine, a physical injury. You can have different types of trauma, acute trauma, single incident, chronic traumas, repeated or prolonged, such as domestic violence or abuse, and complex trauma is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events of an invasive interpersonal nature. So, we're gonna start it off with that. That's what Google defines as trauma, there's different types, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanna know, what does it mean to you? So I guess like to put it as simply as I possibly can, trauma are just experiences that you go through that had probably a more negative effect on you. Like the, tra- like the traumatic experience itself was probably negative and has sh- shaped the way that you probably see different things about your life. You know, I, tra- I don't think trauma necessarily just stops at the experience itself. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it defines, has rippling effects. Yeah, I think that's what really defines trauma. Not necessarily what the event was, but how you going through that event has shaped you. Yeah. So I think it's like a long term thing. It's not just the like I said, it's not the the event itself. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I definitely agree. I would say that. Um it's something that would definitely have a profound effect on you and the people that you interact with as well. Um, it can shape how you decide to um, take your next action or how you decide to interact with people. Um, so that's why I feel like it's very important that it's addressed, because mm-hmm. if it's not addressed, you're just, you're just out here moving mad and you don't know what the source is, to yeah. be honest, because you're not really taking a step back to say, you know what, what is it like if Chris, if you and I get into an argument or if you say something, you don't think it's that serious or whatever it is, but it triggers me and it triggers a response. Oh, actually, Daryl, you, <laughs> not Chris, you, <laughs> like what you just did before we, we got on the mic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we had that action and I had time to sit back and think like, well, Gucci, what was it about what Daryl was saying to me that triggered such anger that I reacted in that way. There had there was obviously something in my life that caused me to react that way. And which is why you notice like after like five, ten minutes, I was like, okay, Daryl, I'm sorry. Cause a lot of the time, trauma will what it will do is like it'll influence your interactions and your reactions with people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that person may not have been the like the the reaction that you gave that person, it was not Appropriate, yeah, it's like a collateral damage kind of thing, exactly. And it sucks because you never really mean for them to it be back out, it really just comes out yeah. because of that trauma. Because, like we said, it's not just the individual event that happened, it's all of the lasting effects that happen exactly. after you experience your trauma, exactly. So, Daryl, we're, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. Sorry about that. I'm not a raging bitch all the time. Yeah, we don't hate it's, you. It's okay. It's all <laughs> love over here. Okay. Listen, you Listen.
2: know I experience it all through, every day, all through my life.
0: Because with your queens?
2: Queens, I, I, work, I work a lot around a lot of women mm-hmm. in both my jobs.
0: That's mm. a big key. Trauma in the work and how it affects the workplace. I didn't even think about that. Kudos to you. Honestly, come on. Let's go past the, no, but I've definitely have had trauma experience my work life. And not necessarily how I treat the people I work with, but probably my productivity level and Mm. how I face work. Um, If anybody knows me, like I'm very, very work oriented. Like I work all the time. And she do. I'm, it be getting me mad sometimes. I literally because I be trying to just come to Kristen's house and just sit and just not doing. Bitch, be like, I'm working or I have to work or I'm working from home. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm always. I'm literally always working, and um, you know, I am very work oriented. I am in the zone when I'm working, mm-hmm. you know. So when I have some sort of traumatic experience that affects me, it's almost like I'm not myself when i'm at work i lose the motivation to get my stuff done i like it's like i have a vendetta against even being there because it's like i almost feel like my trauma is bigger than my work mm. and it, it it just takes over me like and i and i feel bad because work sometimes doesn't have much to do with my trauma sometimes outside, work yeah sometimes work can be the cause of your trauma don't get me wrong but, well i know it but most of the time my job is not the cause of my trauma and i'm very big on professionalism and making sure that when i'm at work i'm present and nobody can you know make the excuse that i'm not doing my job or i'm not fulfilling my responsibilities but sometimes trauma is so strong on you that it tries to take a hold of who you are at work and i've definitely had that happen to me i've had points in like Points in times where I had to literally like step back from myself and mm-hmm. be like, all right, like you're really bugging right now that work is not the place where this needs to happen. Yeah. But well, on the flip side, trauma don't care about that. It doesn't. And that's I feel like that's the hardest part, especially for me. Um, because of the line of work that I do, you you really have to like my managers always say check your shit out the door, mm-hmm. but it's so difficult because sometimes it's like I understand everyone's going through things and everyone like working in healthcare is difficult. You don't want to deal with someone who has their own shit and then all of a sudden now they're supposed to be here taking care. Of. It's like. Bitch, can you back up two seconds? <laughs> you sitting here crying, wiping your eyeballs, you want to take me? Right. Like, but it's like, it's hard for, it's hard sometimes to check that at the door, it as is. they would say. Because sometimes trauma is very crippling, where it's like, depending on whatever you're going through or whatever you, whatever past experiences that you did have, it can just, when you wake up in the morning, you don't even want to get out of bed. Because you like, be told. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's really difficult and sometimes i feel as though and it's really insensitive borderline inhumane to say check it at the door like Mm -hmm. i that's the hardest part for me with dealing with you know past traumatic experiences and as an adult because first of all i don't got i don't i don't go to therapy so i don't i'm trying to you know navigate through this whole experience By myself and with the help of the people that I confide in. Mm -hmm. So I don't have it all figured out. Some days, like, it'll really affect me. Some Mm -hmm. days, like, it won't. But on the days that it does, and if it happens to be a motherfucking Tuesday and I have to go to work, I'm expected at 7 a.m. to just check it at the door and just be happy all the time. Like, it's hard. And I will say, before we get into the next topic, um, do not be afraid to take a day for your mm. mental stability if you are dealing with that trauma. Um I learned that the hard way last year. Um your job is not worth your mental health. It's I not. I know money is cool it's to make. I know money is cool to have. I know. I trust me. Like we're 20 somethings, we we have things that we own. We have mm. things that we buy and we have things that we're responsible for. So we yeah. know how important money is to life, but your mental health is way more valuable to mm-hmm. your life than money is. And that's trauma aside. Girl, let me tell you, on Monday, they really tried me. I came into work, 7 a.m., I left. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I cannot handle this stress right now. At this point in my life, this next two weeks, I don't need nothing stressing me out. I was like, you know what? Here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out because uh, no thank you. And it's because thinking about it, a lot of jobs do treat you like you're disposable you're ju- anyway. Mm. They treat you like you're disposable, but they treat you as if you're not a human being. They treat you like and you're a you workhorse. don't have other things. No, like my manager literally said to me, she was like, listen, I know this thing's going on, but we're your employer. And That's it. A- Oh, baby girl. Because you gotta she fucked up. Because if I like wake up and I'm having some sort of panic attack or something and I have to be admitted into the hospital because I'm having some sort of traumatic panic disorder or anything, my employer's not paying my bills. Exactly. But that's actually what happened to me on Monday to the point where I was like, I can't handle like I have so much going on in my life and Monday was that snow day, which is the reason why we couldn't record, but whatever um so a lot of people weren't at work so Mm -hmm. they started like doubling tripling quadrupling assignments and i was like i can't do all of this stuff by five o'clock like it's not gonna be able it's not possible it's not a possibility and some of the things that you want me to do i don't know how to do it like exactly and if i don't do it then it speaks on my work ethic so i started freaking out about that Mm -hmm. i'm freaking out about my whole fucking two exams back to back i'm freaking out about so much shit i went in the bathroom and i had a whole panic attack yeah. and i was like you know what it's not this is not worth it like i can't because you know when you're on a flight and they say put your mask on first before, before you, you help somebody else i can't help you if i'm not okay i can't do the shit that you want me to do mm-hmm. if i am not okay like i needed to take a step back and be like yo I have to go now. Like I'm yeah. not feeling okay. I don't feel okay at all. Like so, to move on to our next topic, you you know, you were saying that you had to step back and really like analyze what you were going through before you can properly you know move on. How does trauma, any trauma, whether it's acute trauma, complex trauma, whatever it is, how does that look to you, or like um, what does Holding trauma on your conscious or on your body, feel like. Because it isn't just a mental thing. It's like, you could literally There's feel trauma definitely. on your body. So, to me, how it manifests on me, like what I can actually feel, I, one, I will start to ache. Two, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, <laughs> <laughs> my bowels. Mm. Mm be active you know (laughs) (laughs) like no i'm being dead serious like it's i've been in pain like not like chronic or well i whatever scale you want to but like it's not like a terrible pain where i'm just like oh my god like i need to go to the hospital Mm. but like my body just aches right now like for the past like week and i just know what it is so i'm just like it's literally been very common for me for the past week to be like, oh my god, my body hurts, like I'm in pain or I'm aching or whatever. Yeah. And then if it's like, say if it's like a very, like when I had the panic attack, <laughs> along with the panic attack came some extra bowel movements. Mm. It's okay. It's normal. May have been the oatmeal that I eat every no, day. So you we might don't just know. be regular as hell. Because you know I've been eating oatmeal every day, girl. That oatmeal will <laughs> keep oatmeal you slaps wrecked. Oatmeal slaps. Hard don't let as anybody hell. T- don't let hard anybody tell hell. you different <laughs> I make the oatmeal every morning, I put the little brown sugar in the blueberries. Girl. Regular. That's all I'm saying. But um to me it I feel like I definitely I would I would say that trauma has physical manifestations. Um, but as far as how it looks on me, I don't think that you would be able to tell partially because I have just a very mean face. So you can't really tell what emotion I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But like for instance, on Monday I left. On Tuesday I had a meeting with um, my manager and um, I was telling her, I was like, I'm going through a lot right now. Like there's a lot going on outside of work and I I broke it down. I literally had to be honest with her. She was like, wow, you know, you keep it together so well. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, bitch, you told me to check it at the door. <laughs> Like the but, fuck! So now you want me to all just my be trauma is sitting advancing. in my fucking car. Like you just told me to put it away. Like what do you mean? Hypocrite. So, exactly. So what did you? So I feel like for every person it's definitely different, but I feel like I tend to quote unquote hide it very well. So even like. Even with, like, my close friends, a lot of, right now, I don't even communicate with anyone, to be honest. Hell it's no, okay. she doesn't. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't even bother But at the her. end, listen, December 18th, I'm just going to offload all my problems into group chat. I'm just going to let you guys know. But, Do not disturb. Like, no, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm literally just kidding. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have something many Trauma. <laughs> That's traumatic. <laughs> no, it could, no, it really is, because I think for the past, like, two Christmases and... New Year's we spent together mm. in some way, shape, or form. Don't worry, I'm a, I'm a beater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I'll Anyways. tell you. I'll tell you when we get off the. Air. I'll tell you. Anyways, but, I was on December twentieth, by the way. The. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Anyways. so how it looks on me, um, for the physical part, I think Faith remembers this. I don't know, but in college, like I've, <laughs> I would drink, right. And I would always have a problem with my arms. Like there would just be po- there would just be a point where like I would be drinking and I would have to stop because my arm would always hurt. I don't know why. I don't remember that. This might be t- it might be Tess then. Shout out to Tess. I miss you. Oh. Um, but I would just have to stop drinking because my arm it would feel like somebody was just tugging and squeezing on my arm, like on your upper my, arm, like my your- bice- like my biceps. What I don't hell? know. I don't know, and it's. It might just be because, you know, I haven't eaten. It might be my negligence. I don't know. But trauma, um, it literally feels, you know how, like, the common phrase, like, a weight on your shoulder? Mm. It literally feels like there is a 50 to 100 pound weight Mm. sitting on my shoulders. And I'm just carrying it along with me. Yeah. And I know I feel heavier than normal. It's not because I gained weight. It's not because I'm bloating. <sighs> it's because I actually have trauma that I'm carrying with me. And it's so uncomfortable and it's inconvenient because I don't know how to get rid of it sometimes. So that's the physical part of me. And I also get very bad stress headaches. I'm, oh yes. I'm very that I can attest. Very to. prone to headaches get headaches all the time but when it's trauma it's like those tension headaches that are right at the temples and you just can't get rid of them as much as you try advil tylenol none of that shit works i get them in my my head i can't but as i also go ahead i cry but i do it in private i I don't i'm not not a big crier in uh, public uh, yeah not a big crier at all well Mines is more so for shallow reasons, because we all know me. I'm a very shallow person. I'm about to say? Um, I don't want to mess up my foundation. How about to say it, it's probably a foundation or a... Estee Lauder is a little expensive. Lancome, Lancome is a little expensive. I don't have time to be crying in public. Like, if I'm going to cry, I know I have to table it and do it when I get home or mm-hmm. when I'm in the shower or something. But no, real rap, like, that's literally what I do. Like, I'll cry in my room for, yeah. like, a good, like, 20 yeah, minutes. I'll cry. Just let it out, like, honestly. There's nothing wrong with crying, please. like, Because sometimes you just need that release. If it's not crying, it might be, like, shouting or just, like, a good scream into your pillow or just something. That's mine, a little bit of... Mine know, is crying. Disturbance I, of the peace. You yeah. know, I cry. Um, I used to hate crying when I go through things. I used to like really just not like it because I just didn't like crying at all. But just as I got older... As I got older, I was like, you know what? That should feel good as hell. Let me I just, just go cry, like real, cry real, real quick. quick. Let me go in the room and cry. And then you just realize that you start crying for the smallest things, like I broke a nail. Oh my I god, gotta cry. This is <laughs> this is very aside from everything. That's traumatic. I wanted to text you this, but the other day I'm with X mm-hmm. Y Z, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at, it, and this is. This actually, this is related because it's in, involved in the whole trauma scheme. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at him; he's just cleaning the kitchen, and I'm sitting behind him, like on the at the table. And I just start crying, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, in <laughs> you your mind, like, can we stop? This, I was please? I started touching my face. I'm like, "What is what is going? Why am I crying right now?" And then I realized, I'm like, "I haven't had a good man." in a long ass time. So I started I realized I just these I just started ejecting these tears. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I told him about That's it. And I'm like, "Listen, the other day when you were cleaning the kitchen, I was sitting after breakfast. You saw that shrimp and grits I made. Sis, I don't even like grits and that shit looked good." Girl, I don't I do not like grits at all. That but it was looked my good. first time making it. I said, hey, it "Oh, good. bitch?" Yeah, it looked good. Little emerald on that ass, <laughs> pat <Padow>. out. Anyway, <laughs> it looked good. But um, afterwards, he was like cleaning up the kitchen, and I was telling him, "I'm like, listen, it's been a while since like I've actually had someone who appreciates." And I was texting Amanda, "Don't do this. Don't do this."
1: I'm try Y'all not to let like this
0: hand one tear fall because the I one tear got- that she has—it's
2: it's hanging. Oh my god!
0: Anyways, I gotta get ready for this wedding. So okay, so I'm oh, texting shit. Amanda and I'm like, <laughs> we were just talking about like the history because she was like, oh, he's such an upgrade. Blah, blah, blah. I don't shout like, out to Amanda by the way. Shout out to her, big shout out. Is opulence that, is that teeth, best friend or something. You know, that's my shorty. That's oh. my girl. Opulence oh, that's, teeth oh, so whitening. That's the third no, I've never met Amanda, oh, but okay. I will meet you soon, sweetie. I will. Bet, bet. Daryl. Anyway, we're not okay. So she's <laughs> like, just we're going off of like the history of dating that I've had, like the past or whatever. She's like, it's an up. He's an upgrade. Um, you guys mesh well together. He makes you so happy. Same thing you and Carly said. I didn't even meet. Carly yeah. was the only person who met this man like, to, be, to be fair The only reason why I did not meet this man Was because I was occupied at the she time She didn't want to come to Brooklyn That's not true I had shit that I had to do she that She didn't want to come to Brooklyn You gave us. me th- That's all I'm saying So my mom wasn't in town Okay And nobody comes you to town You look your mom <laughs> My mom would have looked at Turn me up. My mom would have looked at me and been like We're going I would have been like you, you want a shot? <laughs> my, and my mom would have looked at you and been like you don't want to shot you want to mix honey? you want wine do say because because we, we go into the we got Everything. Haunted, we go into the haunted Get house take your coat off <laughs> Now nah, my mom is really lit shout out to my mom but no um back to like what I was saying but she was just saying like um with the past that I've had and I guess i to me I don't consider it traumatic but mm. like the forms of quote unquote toxicity that my relationships have been. Yeah. I mean, you can attest, like, there have been certain times where it's like, I, there was one time, you know, um, Carly and Chris actually literally texted in the group chat, When are you gonna break up with this man? You know? I said, Jesus Christ, you know, some, I feel attacked. Sometimes you have to be honest and blunt because when you're dealing with somebody who's very stubborn, I'm not stubborn. When you're dealing with somebody that's very headstrong. I'm not headstrong. I just have a big head. When you're dealing with somebody (laughs) that has a big head, (laughs) sometimes you just got to knock it into them because the big it fills up a lot of space. So you got to really knock it into them that, girl, you got to wake the fuck up. I like to learn things at my own pace. Thank you very much. I may be a slow learner, but eventually, guess what the fuck I did? I guess slow and steady. I learned and I dumped that nigga. It's cool. Uh-huh. anyways um so back to what i was saying like i t- expressed to him i was like i don't i didn't know why i was crying but it was happening mm-hmm. and it just felt good to finally be like appreciating girl it was amanda it wasn't me that was making these emotions because she was like you deserve someone who um treats you like the gold that you are i said bitch i'm gold i'm right I'm gold. <laughs> this whole time. I thought I was silver. I thought I was like Kubrick's <laughs> Not Kubrick's or <laughs> but, no, no. but sometimes you you need that other person. You into. do. You do. You do. Um, which brings us to our next conversation. Like when you do have these kind of traumas. Firstly, who do you turn to? And second, are there some traumas that you go to for one subset of people and there's some traumas that you go to for another subset of people or is it that all traumas go to the same group of people because i know for me it's the first one i know for me it's the first one i'll Um, go i'll go (laughs) um so i've been through a lot in my life um literally since i was a child And what I will say, and I like this if there's anything that I hate about my growth as an adult, is that I haven't found the strength in me to go to my mom with my drama. Oh, like I would that. Let's let's just (sighs) marinate on that with everything in me and. Hugo knows, Carly knows, I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this show knows, all of my friends know how much my mother means to me, how close we are. But I just have not found it in me yet to tell the true trauma to my mom yet. My mom will know if there's stress that I go through with work, I can go to her for that because work is, in the grand scheme of my life, it's fairly minimal. Um, but when it comes to like the true shit that I carry after my nine to six job, I haven't found it in because I just don't know how to go to her with that. Mm. I don't want her to, I don't want to see her reaction. I don't want her to worry about me. I don't want her to feel as though she's failed me as a parent because if there's anything she hasn't done is that. Is fail me as a parent. Um, but. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, if there's anything like on like a day to day basis that, that's just annoys me. That's like a very like short lived trauma. You it, you I could talk to my mom about that shit. Um, but when it comes to the things that like. The deeper I still, things. That I still struggle with mm-hmm. today that has been prevalent in my life even before I knew these people there's probably three people in my life that and I'll say them on the air because I know all three of them are either a part of the show or listen to the show three people in my life that I go to every time one of those is the woman sitting next to me, which it is me. It me. She knows a whole lot about my life. Me. <laughs> um the other one is the other host of this show who is not with us cur- currently, which is Carly. That bitch at work. And it is my best friend, Zaid. Shout out to the shout out to the fourth member. Literally, of Literally we the are fourth that member that of the show. <laughs> um I tell my trauma to him. Um because I think all three of them can attest that I just try my hardest to stay as strong as I can for all three of those people that I just mentioned. I I feel like I have to carry the, the "it's gonna be okay" bag, and we're gonna get through this bag. But sometimes, you know, taking on everybody else's trauma along with my own trauma, it's sometimes I it's too much for me. And then I kind of get on overdrive a little bit, and that's when I become a little bit of a recluse. You know, sometimes I know, you know, you probably notice. sometimes I don't want to go out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to talk to people. It's not because I don't want to go out, because trust me, if you talked to me like three years ago, I was out. I was out. Active. I was outside. Out. I was active. I was outside. I was, I was here, mm-hmm. you know, but when you have time to really reflect on your trauma, especially since my mom lives in another state now, you know I, I have a lot of time to think about the shit that I go through. And I had a conversation with my mom a couple months ago about shit like this and I learned that a lot of the trauma that I went through, she actually went through as well. And I wanted, I, at that dinner table, I wanted to tell her so bad that we went through the same shit. I really, really did, and I couldn't. And literally, instead of me telling her that we went through the same shit, I excused myself from the table because I had to go to the bathroom and cry. Like, just get it out real quick. And I just felt so bad. But those between my mom, Ugo, Carly, and Zaid, I always have somebody to talk about some sort of trauma with. Mm So. It's hard. I'm not, I am deal with it all the time. I'm not always going to be perfect, but I know that as long as those four people are in my life and I know that they will be for the long run, I can at least find some sort of solace that if I'm like in my lowest of low moments, I have someone to go to. I'm holding it in, guys. <laughs> I'm saying, holding bitch, it in. I'm holding it I'm in. I'm about to cry. I don't I'm know like, if it's like I'm allergies. Holding it. or I'm holding it in. <laughs> Daryl got some type of effect going on because I'm holding it in. I'm holding Lord. it in. Lord, mm-hmm. woo, motherfucking sob because woo, bitch. Yeah, I'm holding it in. Trust me, you're not. What was the question? <laughs> Like who do you go to? And I'm ovulating. I just want to let you oh, know. Ba- oh, you're playing a very dangerous game. Do it. This <laughs> I'm is sorry. this is probably the worst time for this episode. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm probably crying of- on the mic, but it's okay. I don't got no foundation on, so it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. That's fair. We good. Yeah. What the fuck just happened? You no, know, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I fucked up the um the We Are That podcast note. I'm fixing <laughs> it. I fucked it up. Go ahead. I'm like, what is going no, on? I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Anyways. Um, so, like, what she was saying, like, with, you know, her mom and everything, I feel as though, I have, like, I wouldn't even say a core group of people that I would turn to with the things that I've dealt with. Um, it's literally Kristen. Gang, gang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's it. That's, that's the carly technically doesn't count because she was asleep when we had this mo- wasn't she asleep when we had this moment no she was awake at this point there's she been there's there's been times when carly has been asleep yeah we would have a whole heart to heart and the bitch would just out sleep out it's very strange no but I, bitch got narcolepsy is eventually like that's what we're saying and i have videos to prove it too so at the end of the day the only person i know is Kristen. We still love you, Carly. Don't worry. (laughs) Do we? Oh, I'm definitely joking. Love her. You know I'd be. It's banter like this when she is here. So facts. She knows. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that I have a core group of people, and I don't know if that's the reason as to why. Like, it's sometimes it's so hard to deal with because I know Kristen has her own stuff going on. So sometimes when it does affect me, oh, and you're me. Oh yeah. Shout out to you as well. Shout out to Yomi. Um, but everyone has their own things going on. So I I can't sit here and say, like, or I can't sit here and try and, like, offload all my problems onto Kristen. Like, it's not fair. So, um, and as she was saying, sometimes when you're carrying the bag of your own burdens and the bag of someone else's, it becomes too heavy to hold. Like, sometimes you just... And as a friend, I feel like a big key that you need to know is to when what you're holding on to or what you're trying to offload to someone is too heavy for them to bear, basically. But what I will say is I feel like me and you have, like we have the kind of friendship where it's kind of like we're never going to say you can't tell us that kind of thing you know i don't feel as though it's like an issue of i can't tell kristen this no 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 there's i feel like there's a few things in this world that i can is there anything in this world that would make me say no nothing that i would do that would make me because i feel like kristen has heard it all yeah i don't uh, at this point i feel like we've gone through enough conversations with each other to where i don't think there's any like area of our lies or, or judgment that can even secrecy. be told. Yeah. But I feel as though... um It, it, it kind of makes me sad because I feel as though... For the past year or two, my brothers have become like a, a, a huge foundation in my life. And the trauma that I have dealt with... Well, I'll just say it. As a child, um, I was molested. But... And I don't know how I'm going to feel about that hearing that on the mic, but we are just going to roll with it. Um, but I never told anybody in my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers. Well, my aunt did know. And that was the hardest part about it because it was like, when you look to those people, like adults, as obviously as a child, you don't really have a, a, a clear grasp of what's going on. Right. But... At the time she was an adult, so she did know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have those people in your life and you expect them to, or you trust them to protect you, and the person that did molest me was someone from my immediate family. So it's like I have two people from my immediate family one who's molesting me, or one who's, you know, crossing clear boundaries or things that they shouldn't do. And then I have my aunt, who's here, who knows about it, and questioned me about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, mm, I don't really know what's going on. I just know X Y Z told me to come upstairs, and we did X Y Z, and this is. Ex- and as a child, I didn't know what that was, but now, obviously, as an adult, I know what exactly what that was. Yeah, but um, I feel as though it does have rip rippling, if not crippling, effects on how I deal with everything in my life. So I feel it's like, it's hard sometimes because it's like, I don't know what or who I can trust because those are two people in my life that I should have been able to trust, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. To me, it gets gets difficult because I wish I could. And it's not like my brothers or my dad or my mom. Had like this, you know, closed gate policy where I couldn't come to them. But I, I felt as though, especially towards like we all know, um I have four brothers, mm-hmm. and shout out to all of them. Oh, shout out to them, motherfucker. Unless, out to, shout out to
2: the brothers, unless because I, I got sisters too. I mean,
0: thank you, thank you for Down sharing for your important input. Be into in the this. building. Good night. <laughs> please drink your drinking. Anyway. Yes, please, and don't <laughs> open your mouth again. <laughs>
2: Dusey D in the building. Oh
0: all God. right, oh nigga God. brought one bottle of Dusey. That's Hi. it,
2: and it's small. <laughs> Holla at me.
0: Anyways, like I was saying, um, my brothers have been a foundation in my, obviously, all throughout my life. But as I became an adult, we've got closer. Um, it's hard for me to go to them or even my mom, um, because I feel like a sense of shame. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because it's like I didn't do anything and I know I didn't do anything. like as an adult, I I look I think back as to what happened and it's like, well, what you, you deadass didn't do anything yeah. like you did nothing wrong. You were just trusting an adult. That's yeah. literally it. But like and I the weirdest part was I started to question myself and doubt myself, you know how I don't know what show I was watching. Um, there was but the quote was like, if someone gets robbed or if someone like, gets like shot or something, nobody mm-hmm. doubts them. But if there's some type of sexual trauma or sexual assault, everyone starts to doubt mm-hmm. that person, the victim, mm-hmm. but nobody doubts the victim that got robbed or shot or anything. Yeah. So it's like, why is, that? and I started to, this is before I saw that. Well, I don't know what show I was watching, but this was way before that. And this is the first time I told anyone about it was you me. And it was literally taking a toll on me. Like, I would come home every day and I would just cry. And this was, like, last year or something. I was in a crazy-ass space, but it was, like, I started to doubt. And I'm, like, what she did? this really happen? Yeah. No, it really happened because I have vivid memories as to exactly what I felt like, what. Mm -hmm. Mm. I know, it's hard. So, like. There's no way that anyone can tell me that it did not happen. Because granted, yes, I was a child. We're just going to ignore the sound effects My that we have god. in the
2: god. You can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pause, we could.
1: No, nah, like, we good. Listen, we good. Know?
0: We good. But um, there's no way that anyone can tell me that those experiences didn't happen. Um, because there were physiological things that I actually remember. Mm-hmm. like there were there were physical things that I remember mm-hmm. feeling like there's no way. So it's to me, i've I started to doubt myself, and then I, I was like, no, I can't present this to my mom and I can't present this to my dad because this is their immediate family. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that issue of, what you, what were you doing to? I don't ever want to be victim. is it victim. Blame? Vic- Victimized? Or, vi- victimized? Victim, victimized? Is it? Where they like blame the victim or like ask the victim, like, what? You're, yeah, victim blamed. Okay, vic- mm, victim. Whatever. Blamed? I don't want that because You don't want to be blamed as a yeah. victim. I can't imagine going to my close circle him, or family and being like, you know, when I was a child, XYZ happened with XYZ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now they turn around and say, well, what did you do? And that was the craziest part when my aunt did find out. Because she literally caught it in the act. Yeah. So my thing is, there's no way you didn't see. Like, you, my nigga, you saw it. Right. I saw you see it. We saw it together. Right. You can't be asking me what happened. You need just ask the motherfucker what happened. Like, right. you know? So it hurts to me that I can't take that to my mom. I damn sure wouldn't take that to my father because it was on his side. Mm-hmm. I can't take it to my mom because I don't want to deal with that. I can't take it to my dad. And I can't take it to my brothers because of the fear of the anger that they would have. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to put them, I mean, well. If they listen. If then. they listen to this episode. But I don't ever want to put them in a situation where they feel as though they have to defend me yeah. past things that are, you know, like, I, I just don't, I don't want that. Like, I don't ever want to put that on. And that's why I never said anything. I'm in a similar predicament. Um, so my family, up until literally I was brought into the family because I've mentioned on the show before I'm adopted, it was just a whole bunch of women and my older boy cousin, Chris. Um, so I was always brought around feminine energy I didn't really, other than you know, my older cousin and my godfather. I didn't, and my godfather lives in Maryland, so it's not even like he was really around. I didn't know what it was like to be around a male figure in my life at all. Um, so when I was molested, when I was younger, it was by a foster child that my aunt took in, and it was weird because. Me being the age that I was, I real, I realized what being a foster child was. And it's not, it's not totally like being adopted like I was. But, you know, you're in a space that isn't from your biological parents. Mm-hmm. Somebody is taking you in. I've seen my, not when that happened, but I've literally seen my aunt go through the foster care process with a couple of kids, you know. So when I was younger, and that happened to me, like to this day, at this very moment, as I'm speaking on the mic, like I can recall what occurred, you know? And I try not to let it affect me, but um, it's shaped how I am to this day. And Faith knows this, but when I was in college, there was somebody that sexually molested me as well. And it's very traumatic for me, one, because this person was very well-liked on campus. This person- We gotta shoot that nigga. This person was very Mm -hmm. high profile on campus. This person was very popular and affiliated on campus. This person recently had a child. We could this person him? is happy. This nice person is child. living their life. Nah. This person is very close friends with, with people no that remorse. I consider close friends. With no and rem- these person and these people who I'm friends with don't even know that that happened. One, because I never got the strength to tell them because it's a traumatic experience for me. But two, because the the dirt that they framed on me because of that incident, they they called me all kind of slut and hoe and dirty and whore and needy and thirsty and everything. I know what I did that night. What I didn't do was anything with him, and he caused that to me. And us two sitting here, me and Ugo went to the same school. And we know who we're talking about and me sitting here and knowing that this person is prospering, knowing that this person is still successful, knowing that this person is still friends with people that I consider my friends, knowing that this person is still able to live his life without shame and knowing that if he decides at any time that he wants to re- relive that moment, he can frame me however he wants. And I don't get to say that unless I step up. And I haven't i haven't gotten to that point yet. I've told who I wanted to tell. And granted, those are the people who I know need to know. But it hurts, you know? It hurts to know that your trauma is known as you being a hoe. It's known as you being a slut. It's known as you being thirsty because people want to change your narrative. And it's so hard to, it's hard to transform your narrative because, because he's so popular, because he's so affiliated, because he's so successful. What is somebody like me going to do with force like that? I have my voice. Yes, I do. And I know that the people who I've told, I know they believe me. I know I believe me but it's hard sometimes like by right now like I, I can recall back in my mind I can recall when he pushed me down I can recall when I had to literally run out of a house on Douglas campus if you guys want to know where I went to school I remember running down that street and having to call whoever I had to call to pick me up I don't want to say their name because of authorization purposes but I know who I called to pick me up and I know that I held on to that secret but to know that two days after that incident I had one of my closest friends at the time I was studying I was studying for midterms at the time because it was around Halloween when that happened so you know that you know that's Mm -hmm. that's around exam time Mm -hmm. I was studying I shouldn't have gotten a text saying we need to talk All right, what do we need to talk about? I don't know what you did, da-da-da-da-night, but you're dirty as fuck. Get the fuck out of here. One of my closest friends, and it took you two years to understand my side. You know you weren't fucking with those people like that, but you were fucking with me. I was your friend. They weren't your friend, but you went with that narrative. Trauma' is hard because trauma can take whatever narrative it wants away from you. Mm-hmm. And both of us can attest to that. You could go you could go through the mud, you could go through the dirtiest of dirt. You could go through the most pain that you want. However trauma wants to take it, they'll take it from you. They'll ride with you they'll rise against you, they'll do whatever it wants. I feel like that's an important point because when I thought back, like I'm just sitting here thinking back to the place that I was at, like when I first told um, my best friend about it, well obviously I told Chris, but um, when I told Yomi about it, he was the first person I ever expressed that information to. Mm -hmm. and he was so angry he just said no you have to confront this person you have to say this write a letter even if you don't want to go to his house and say xyz and i'm like no I, I i can't do that i don't want to do it and it just made me realize like because i sat down and i thought about it and i said would you? this thing is not crippling this person this person has a wife this person has five more maybe more than five children this person graduated this person did everything and it's just crippling me and it's hurting me and that just made me realize that trauma is so like it's so internalized obviously it's subjective because at the end of the day that person probably doesn't even remember what they did to Mm -hmm. me and that is what hurt me the most because I was just like I can't believe that I'm sitting here I would it was for like a week two weeks straight and I would just go home and just cry. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just, and it wasn't even like a, you know that one single tear that falls out. It was like an ugly cry, and I would just cry, and I would just go to sleep. That's Mm -hmm. it. So when I shared this with Yomi, he's like, no, 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 you have to let him know how he hurt you. And I'm like, that's not how I want to deal with this. Because clearly, this person knows, this person was, there's no way that this person doesn't know what they did Mm -hmm. to me. Even if it was something where it's like it was a drunk moment and I don't care what the case may be. I really don't care. But it's like in your subconscious, you know that you violated a child. Mm -hmm. There's no way you don't know that you violated a child because you were very much older than me. Yes. And you took that control away from me. You took that power away from me. You can't tell me that you don't remember that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's that you're choosing to forget it and you're choosing to move on with your life and you're choosing to not care about how it affected me. As a woman, as a person, as a child, that's what you're not seeing. So it's like it. The craziest part to me is that when we talk about trauma, when we talk about the things that we've dealt with as women, now as I'm sitting here with you, I tr- I'm I'm choose I'm trying to choose. I'm not saying I'm choosing. Right. I'm trying to choose not to let this affect me. But I notice that it's creeping into my everyday life because I don't like, for instance, with work trauma. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people tell me what to do. Most people don't like when people tell them what to do. I don't. But for me, <laughs> it triggers an unnatural response because it's like I I don't like to drag things. I'm not dragging it, but I literally thought about this multiple times. And It's like what is this action, even with the whole thing with Daryl, I'm like what is this action triggering in me that I don't like? Yeah. I do not like when people control things for me. I want to be in control because I didn't have that control and I didn't have that say so. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes for anyone who gets a reaction or interaction from me, it's like, "Yo, why are you wilding?" It's because there's something that you're doing that's triggering me, and that's some like deep work that I've been trying to deal with, like, you know, for the past like three, four months. You know, I'm trying to become a better woman.
1: You know, yeah, I do what you guys For do. the future
0: me Yesterday I tweeted I celebrate the me yet to come ahead, Because I feel like that bitch Is gonna be unstoppable But I can't reach that unstoppable bitch If I'm letting shit stop me So I know that With all of my trauma I haven't even said like half of my trauma On mm-hmm. this mic Simply because we don't have time But how it's affected me And I think this is very well Stated with anybody that knows me, I have a very hard time letting people take control of me. I have a very hard time um, committing to certain relationships um, because I just don't trust what that brings. I don't I'm afraid that if I jump into something, I'm afraid that eventually I'll make the wrong choice. And it's the opposite, obviously, of what relationships are. Cause you know, you meet somebody, you like somebody, you get acclimated with each other, you guys see a future with each other, you guys take a chance. A lot of relationships are just taking the chance to see where things can go because you guys are vibing enough on a level to where you want to move forward. That's where I have my issue because of my trauma. I I hate thinking that if I commit myself to one thing, it'll just bring me disappointment or something like what I went through will happen. And I hate that it's gone through that. Thankfully, I've taken chances in recent times, but to this day, I don't feel the need to talk to men like that don't feel the need to date a lot i don't feel the need to really get close with too many people like and it sucks because i would like to get close with people not even on a romantic level but just on a platonic level even i'm very content with the people i have because i know that they're there you know gang gang in this bitch yeah like the the circle i've had the people i've had like i've had very long-term friendships even you know, me and Uga I've been friends for seven ish years now. I have friends even before I met her. You mm-hmm. know, my longest friendship's about sixteen years now. I have friendships, but getting into new situations to me is like mm, not sh- not sure because I don't want to bring in any new energy. Trauma can affect you as an adult, mm-hmm. even if it happened years upon years ago. My first bout with recognizable trauma, I believe happened when I was about eight or so. And that's recognizable, that's things that I can feel to this day, things that I can recall and speak to you to this day. I don't know what happened pre that. But what I do know is that I really, as much as I do let trauma overcome me sometimes, I really, really, really try my hardest for it not to. And sometimes you yourself don't even realize the efforts that you put in to have you not succumb to your trauma. It's kind of like you're on a stairmaster almost. You keep climbing, you keep climbing, you keep climbing. There's no peak, there's no top that you just plateau at, or there's no top that you stop at. But you know what I wanna highlight? When you're on a stairmaster, eventually you get tired. Eventually you get tired. That's the next part. Eventually you get tired and you stop trying to climb. And that's when that shit all comes out. And then your current partner is looking at you like, Bitch, why are you crying? <laughs> wow, triggering. Like because I just told you I was crying. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're crying on a Saturday at 4 p.m. after we just for had shrimp and grits. What? like what's the reason what's the reason like you were literally understand. just singing beyonce we were singing four christmas minutes carols um but i cried anyway but i feel as though like that with that whole in- like instance as i was just letting you know i've never had like a successful healthy relationship from the outside looking in mm-hmm. from the Inside, it's like, okay, yeah, we have our bouts, we have our ups and downs, you know, we have our struggles, our problems, but everyone does. Mm-hmm. But from the outside looking in, like, as I said, Chris and Carly was like, bitch, we ain't gonna dump this nigga? Like, we ain't gonna break up? But that's, to me, that's a big red flag because it's like, okay, there's something that everyone is seeing that I'm not seeing. And not only that relationship, I don't know if I expressed to you that night that Carly decided to fall asleep, you know? It's okay, Carly. We we love you anyway. <laughs> I guess I'm um, second. <laughs> we love you, Carly. <laughs> um, but I was in an abusive relationship, and then probably a one or two relationships after that, I was in the verbally abusive, uh, abusive relationship. I've been in one of those too. So it's like I've seen a lot, and it's like okay, for me to sit down. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not just gonna start crying. Out of nowhere, unless I'm on my period or I'm ovulating. Let me tell you, who? those Sometimes discos- hormones just come out of nowhere, and you'd be like, "You got me a donut." It's like, yeah, like you. But I'm not going to start like the family that I was raised up in. We we don't show much emotion. I can attest to that. We, you remember that time we went to Florida, and who was it? Someone, was, someone was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are not very emotional." I think it was um my brother's girlfriend. Yeah. What the F- which whatever. A shout out to all of them. Uh, shout out to all of them. Whatever. Um, one of my brother's girlfriends was like, "Yeah, as a group, you guys are not very emotional people." And I said, "I wanted to argue it so bad, it's but I was true. like, points it's have true. been made. I understand, but I'm just like, so anyone who knows me understands my background, my upbringing. I'm not going to express much, if anything." Yeah, and if I do express something, there is something that it's really lighting and a uh, uh, fire inside of me that mm-hmm. I need. I feel as though it needs to come out on the outside. Yeah, because most most mm-hmm. of the emotions that I feel, mm, them motherfuckers is staying right there. Yeah, and to tack on to that, um, just talking about how things can potentially affect you later on in life and how you might not, you know, realize it. There was a story. Um, Earlier this week, I think, and mm. there was a um, a father in Florida where the, the epicenter of fuckery. Florida needs to be its the own epicenter. country. Truthfully. Like, I continent. Don't Not I don't even. know what's going on in Florida, but y'all are really on some other shit every time. It was Charlemagne the guy who said, the craziest shit comes out of the Bronx and Florida. Yes. Does it? Florida, I don't know what y'all, on. bath salts, I don't know, but y'all need to get it together because- it's every single time we hear something from y'all but um that's like the appendix of the united states like come on my nigga. i guess and y'all got the it's nerve to useful, be a swing you state. don't need it oh never mind not even, in, not, even <laughs> not even gonna get it not even gonna get into that not even going into that but um yeah there was a father in florida who literally dropped his kid off Tragic. on the highway Tragic. because he suspected that his preteen son was gay. Mm. Um, me, on this show, we are very pro LGBT plus community. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. pro community. And that's community. To, that on and that that. to that on that. You will never hear any negativity from she us. We are, are very poo. inclusive to anybody uh. on any kind of gender spectrum, any kind uh. of identity, whatever it may be so to hear something like that for somebody's father to drop you off on the side of the highway because they suspect not that they know suspect suspect that you're gay um and you're what preteen 11 that 12 years old that will have lasting that's lasting effect that to me that's like when when that boy is about our age, he might not have the ability to be able to open up to anybody mm-hmm. about his sexual identity. Thankfully, his mom took him in and was able to, you know, understand the trauma that he went through, whatever. I Obviously, you know, we're not in Florida. We're not in the house. We don't know, you know, where things have gone. But I'm hoping that the mother has taken the role of a mother seriously and has taken the role of a mother of a child who is... Who potentially is? Because we don't even know who it potentially is on the LGBT plus spectrum. Even if they're not, that child needs you. Right that now. child needs you right now. <laughs> now. Their father dropped them off on the side of the highway. The father said, "The police will find you a home." That's literal abandonment. That's like, abandonment. Like I, that that's one trauma that I've never experienced. I've never been abandoned in my life. Well, mm, 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 mm. Mm. but. Um, <laughs> But I mean, in retrospect, I've never really been abandoned in my life, you know? And to know that you're abandoned for your identity, you know what I mean? So I can't even begin to think of the lasting effects that that's gonna have on him as a child. And it breaks my heart because I, this is not the first time I've heard of occurrences like this. Definitely um, not. Especially like growing up, I remember there was my first um, crush, not my first boyfriend. Crushes and that- boyfriends are different. Very different. Um, one is known, one is unknown. But anyways, uh, my first crush turns out now in 2019 that nigga gay. Whatever. Shout We're out to know. you. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. But um, our is like family friends, whatever, and um, we would go to church together, We'd talk on the phone all the time. You remember when house phones had like someone else could pick up, and like you know. Talk on the phone while you was on. Oh, the phone? like oh, cause you had the connected. Yeah, noise. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that that's how far it was. But um, we would do that. Daryl, really? You had one common. So, thing anyways, we would do that, and then I remember when everyone found out. Like when he came out, it was a, it wasn't like someone would come out and it's like a family known thing. It was like everyone in cause Nigerian community is small, especially in Jersey. It was like a just known thing that this man or this boy was gay. And I remember driving home from church one day, my my dad was like, to my brothers, he was like, if any of you said that you're gay, I'm going to um, disown you, and I'm going to send you back to Nigeria. And I was like, in my mind, a and as the little child that I was, I was like, this is a little aggressive. It's little intense. First of all, I was like, what's gay? But whatever it is, it feels to like, it's forgivable. <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> because it is. It's not something that should be forgivable. It should be something that's accepted, but, go. Um, But just to wrap up, you know, this whole entire thing, what we want to, you know, really express to you guys is that trauma is something that happens to everybody. You know, I can't think of one person in my life that hasn't gone through trauma and... It's something not necessarily that should be normalized, but something that we should not be afraid to talk exp- about. Yeah, to talk express, about with people yeah. um, because it is something that we carry forever. Yes, forever. even if, even if you get over it, even you, if you even you've if you wake it. up in
2: the morning and your mother don't got gifts under the tree <laughs> and you look and you be like, damn, she was right about that's not your trauma. Yep.
0: That's your drama, huh? I,
2: I might have to spell it.
1: Nah, say the story.
2: All right, so so one morning, right? <laughs>
0: this is going to be some bullshit.
2: One morning, all right. So you know how Christmas morning, you excited. Christmas is the
0: Christmas best time night,
2: of year. Christmas Eve? That's why you call it Eve, because in the Eve, <laughs> you excited in the mud. <laughs> so, wait, so then you wait till the morning, you wake up, you're like, ah. Oh. You look, the tree is out there.
0: Yeah, because I should be lit. look
2: under the tree. It's nothing (laughs) under the tree. (laughs) Damn.
0: What did you do when you saw no presents under there? So I
2: look under there, I say. So immediately when I look under there, all that play in my brain is (laughs) my mother saying, y'all not getting nothing for Christmas this year. Y'all want to act up in school?
0: Oh, so you knew the reason why you didn't get presents. Listen, so I don't know why so you were I so at, no, I looked
2: at it, and I said, oh, I," And then I went back to bed till 11 o'clock. 11 a.m.? Yep. <laughs> it was over. Woke up, hold on. Woke up again to no gifts. When oh, you woke, thought that it when was going to? I thought
0: it was a test trial. Yeah. Was, no. Like, what? Two times. <laughs> Did you ever confront? The source um, of your trauma?
2: Yeah, I did.
0: You ain't get present since, have you? Damn. all right you know what was crazy? <laughs> That's a no. I'm gonna give you. What?
2: I'm gonna give you a fast forward because now I'm an adult with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mom Dukes was like, "Yo, y'all fucked up in school. I ain't get y'all shit, and I save money."
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at her. This is real talk.
2: I save money. Y'all wanna be on some funny shit? Uh, we ain't get you nothing, and I saved money that year. We had to get you nothing.
0: The next year, did I need- me,
2: Hold on, me and my brother. I don't want. You know what? Let me not get that out the way, because that was two kids. <laughs> you didn't have to get the um the new PlayStation Four, by the way, and some games and some other shit. You know what I mean? Good. It was all out the window. We That's just it. had the tree up. That That's it. was it.
0: Wait, the tree with no gifts.
2: The tree with no gifts. <coughs> that's very should true. that be a story?
0: What was the point of decorating? That decoration? that uh, did they decorate? Yeah. It was decorations on the tree. Candy.
2: Canes? I wonder. I'm wondering if that because that's not brain. That's not um ingrained in my brain. <laughs> ingrained. in my brain. Because <laughs> if we decorated the tree, and everything was peachy creamy,
0: can you imagine? Creamy. I would be pissed and off. And then the next I'd morning, I'd push the tree over. And there was nothing under it. There's nothing under it. I put the tree. I. Did y'all see that meme of that little white girl with the houses on fire in front of her and she's just smiling? Yeah. I'm lighting the house on fire. As a child, I have to because I cannot understand that soul. That's traumatic that's 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 trauma. traumatic it's cool. actually that, that's that's trauma that's trauma yeah you
2: could pat me on the back
0: <laughs> <laughs> um no but that's no we're that's gonna trauma. give daryl his props this episode yeah, you, know. Now, really yeah. you, you, Tra- you know now he really came through the workplace you can't he did yeah. i proud of you I different forms of trauma it. all right
2: so rubs on the back Ooh, and um oh. mm.
0: So, so intense. So, what we're going to say. um, (laughs) So, we're not doing this. So, what we're going to say to close it out. (laughs) We have one more. We're going to do that last question. (laughs) We can. So, last question is um, How do you support people who are dealing with traumatic experiences? Um, I think everybody deals with their trauma in their own way. So, I feel like you should be respectful of how they want you to be a part of their experience in dealing with it i feel like you shouldn't be overbearing because that might add on its own effect like if i'm not ready to receive your energy, like this is just me if i'm not ready to receive your energy i'm gonna be very dismissive of it or i'm gonna feel like it's just too overbearing for me um because i know when i'm ready to accept things because i like to Analyze things myself first I like to rationalize things myself First because me And you are pretty similar like mm. As in like the am I bugging Kind of mentality like oh, I sure do say that like I like to You know rationalize what I'm going Through establish my mindset First I'm, I don't have a problem with people Telling me about myself I don't I've learned To deal with it mm. So if I've established my own shit then I will tell you. I don't like coming with things fresh cuz I don't know how to I don't know how to word that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to establish like cuz some some bouts of trauma you can get over quicker than others. I've gone through things that were traumatic to me that, I, that don't bother me to this day. There's some bouts of trauma that on a given day it might pop up a little bit and I might be like, well, oh, I'm shit. a little sad this day. Like, but oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So how to support people when they're in trauma or dealing with it is to be receptive of them. No, be receptive. mindful of them. I think respect their boundaries. Be mindful of them. Like respecting boundaries to me is like like for instance. When I did express to my best friend, like, you know, what was going on, the anger and the passion that that person experienced over my situation kind of overpowered how I felt over the situation because now I'm like, okay, now I have to deal with their anger and now I have to deal with what they expect from me and what they want me to do and how they want me to, you know, uh, I guess not compartmentalize, but how to experience. And re-experience what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're dealing with someone, a you need to realize that. Because I know further, like earlier in the episode, I did say, you know, my manager was like, "Oh, I didn't know you were going through certain things." You need to understand that everyone doesn't present with what they're going through. Mm-hmm. There's a I don't know. There's a phrase. Thank God I don't look like what I'm going through. Yes. Because if I did, bitch. Oh, I would look a My Instagram pictures would not slap the way they do. I wouldn't even have an Instagram because what's the point of looking at me? Because, bitch, you would want to just hand me over to Jesus Christ himself because I would look a mess. Like, So you need to understand that not everyone will present with what they're going through. One. Mm -hmm. Two, if someone does want to come to you and confide in you, understand that and respect their boundaries and respect their truth respect their feelings and respect the actions that are based off of how they're feeling in that moment if they decide to change their mind and you know just support them like yeah how for me if chris if you were to tell me now oh we're gonna ride we're gonna light that motherfuckers house on fire i'd be like yeah yes yeah we're gonna light it on fire that's the important part like ride with them how they they want you to ride. let them be in the driver's seat yeah let them be in the driver's seat don't try to dictate how you think that they should handle something because you don't know how people like you might know how people can handle a breakup or you might Mm -hmm. know how people can handle not getting a job or something Mm -hmm. but you don't know how to handle those really deep-rooted things yeah especially if you weren't there when they Experience them exactly, allow them to take the driver's seat and allow them to tell you how you can be a help. I was literally about to say, sometimes it can even help to ask, What can I do to help you in this moment? and sometimes do not feel like you're inadequate as a friend or a family member if they say nothing. Like if I tell you, if I tell you that there's nothing that you can do to help me, it's not because of you. Don't internalize it. Don't internalize it. It's not because of you. It's not because I think that you're inadequate to help me with it. It's more so because I'm just not there yet. Like there's like, I know for me personally, there's always at least one person that I at the base level can just talk to. Yeah. Even sometimes, if even if that's it, sometimes a lot of people just need a soundboard, like a sounding board. That's yeah. it. And if I feel as though, like I feel as though, and hopefully it's the same. If I need to hit up Chris and I just need to just come over and cry, like oh, and try, like <laughs> We talked about this in season one. There have been moments mm-hmm. we have stayed up op- until five a.m. 5 a.m. Just, just crying. crying. That's it. Just crying. And it, to me, if that's what that person needs in the moment, be there. Like just. Don't try and be like, "Okay, now that you're done crying, let's do XYZ." If that person just needs to let it all out and let that weight off their shoulders and let that frustration out, please allow them. Yes. Don't I'm I all I want to drive home. Like the fact is, do not let your feelings overpower their own. Yes. Whatever your feelings may be on the situation, cool. That's okay. I understand you're angry. I understand you're riled up. You're disgusted. You're X Y Z. You wanna light motherfuckers on fire. You wanna shoot them. You wanna run them over with a truck. Cool. Mm-hmm. Until that person gives you the green light to feel that way, I, just just dial back. Yes. Don't don't impose how you feel on them. Because yes. everyone has a different grieving process of whatever trauma they're going through. Whether it be yes. even if it's physical, we can have physical traumas, psychological, financial, whatever Mental, the case anything. may be just allow the victim to feel it understand it and process it and just to drive that home even further just because they're a victim does not mean does not mean that you can make them feel more victimized like yeah i know what i went through already like you don't have to continue to drive that home i already i already know what it how it's made me feel like you don't have to I'm reinforce to that like exactly I, and more so i'm not coming to you because i need to know what i went through i'm coming to you because i need to know how i can overcome it or mm-hmm. how progress. i can progress from it mm-hmm. you know be there to be my push forward don't be there for me to pull myself back mm. you know i think the but that I think that that's the that on that is a good segue into my quote. You see how yes. I saved it? Yeah, you did well. You see what I did? I I, I you see know. it? There's a big thing on our show bringing things full circle. Full circle. This is how this we is the love moment a full circle. moment. This is the moment. So this week's quote. Listen, this is three out of three. And listen, I didn't think I would get this far. I thought I would stop this episode one facts. All right, today's quote. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. Good lord. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Hella mucus in your cough. You okay? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Nigga wanted us to hurry up. That's what he Yeah, said. that's pretty much it. He Alright, so today's quote. Not when you are you uh, okay? What's all that? Just that's just sit bad. down. Oh, sit back. Oh, no, it's man. not yet. yet. Not, not yet. Right, cool. Like come on, son. Yeah, exactly. Go right, right over there. Get out. Thank you. Y'all got more minutes. Thank oh, you. Perfect. Wow. Great. So back to the actual topic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're about to wrap this up. <laughs> no, we're gonna wrap it up. All right. Um so today's quote. I wanted to end it on a positive note. Mm-hmm. You know? I told you It was you. a little heavy for y'all. It was a this was a deep episode. Yeah. I didn't cry. And neither did she. Did so, I, not? I don't know if you... I didn't cry. Trust me, I fall... Fo- when I had my little, like, righteous moment, I... Ooh, let me I tell... I told you I'm ovulating. Let so me tell you, I, I didn't reel that cry. shit back yeah. in. A, a little tear did fall. And that's why I, w- I was, like, clutching my fist real, real tight so that that shit will not come like she was about to punch me in the that's face. That's what I'm saying. Oh I was like, Mike Tyson uh, for a second. But no, this is a heavy episode. Um, I actually do want to thank you if you did make it this far. I know some of the topics that we talked about can be very triggering, um, especially to those who have experienced it. But I feel as though that's what makes our podcast... How authentic as it is. Yeah, it makes it us because this is the relatable shit that, you know... This is what sometimes you may be going through. Yeah. And if not that, you may know someone who is going through that. And we want to be there for you. Like... I know for me personally, I can speak for me personally, I felt as though until I did express it to Chris I didn't have anyone to actually go to to really relate to. And even if me as Ugo, even if I don't know you as a person, even if Chris doesn't know you or Carly doesn't know you or any like, even if we don't know you personally, we are here for you. Absolutely. If you need that sounding board, that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. I know I always say sometimes I'll be joking sometimes I'm serious because sometimes some of y'all be in my DMs mad creepy. <laughs> um, I know I joke and say don't DM me but if that's what you need I'm I'm really here. Like Yeah, for sure. There's not... What? That is, is so extreme. Trying to interrupt my I, moment. I don't appreciate it. I get But no, I feel as though the hard topics and discussing the hard topics on the mic is something that makes us us because this is the things that i would come to chris and carly about and the things that i have hard like a hard time dealing with is the things that i would discuss with my best friends and now we're discussing it on a microphone trying to help you guys navigate through all of that yeah we're breaking down the fourth wall because we know that just as we're here for each other we're here for you and we know that in every bout of trauma we know it's very common to feel like you're alone mm-hmm. in the situation, mm-hmm. but we really made this episode not just to you know, give us even the confidence to talk about it on a public forum, because this is gonna be on Apple Podcasts, it's gonna be on SoundCloud and all those, you know. Shout out to Apple Podcasts. And shout out to them. <laughs> but we're here to let you know that if you have any kind of trauma, mm-hmm. whether it be something major, whether it be something minor, please don't think that we're dismissive of you. We will be here for you. Please let us know if you want us to reach out to you, if you want us to even respond. Even if you don't want us to respond, you just wanna let it out. Our and even DMs if you are open. Don't wanna let it out, even if you just let us know, like this podcast or this episode really did help me. Yeah, just or, my friend reflect or on yourself. Yeah. Like we do appreciate that and that's what keeps us going, that relatability aspect because that's what the show's about. Being as relate. like, we don't wanna be a performance like no we don't want to feel as though when we go on air we have to put on an act once we get off of this mic we are all the same way we're bringing our most authentic selves on the mic so if you resonated with this episode please know that the same two of us that you're getting on this mic are the same two that you're getting off the mic very true and we really really do make it a mission to have everybody know that you're not just our listeners you're our friends you're our family you're we're all a community and -hmm. we're all here to help each other because we don't want anybody to fight that's one thing i've been saying for years like i don't want anybody to have to fight the struggle alone if they don't have to because that's the scariest part of fighting any struggle like anything that you're going through if you feel like you're alone you start to like it it affects you ten times worse right and it just makes it feel as though, like, you have no one to... And even if you, you literally physically have everyone around you, everyone who cares about you, everyone who loves you, if you feel as though, for whatever reason, like, for me, I know, it was shame. Like, I couldn't go to my family because I was, I was scared and I was ashamed. I felt as though I was fighting this battle on my own. Mm-hmm. So when I did have a moment to go to my two best friends and I had that, like, sense of relief... It really did help. It, it helped me to navigate through these feelings and to process and understand what was going on and to understand that it wasn't my fault. Right. It helped. Like, it made things 10 times easier and it felt like that load was lifted off my shoulder, so. Right, and just to close, before we get into our wine of the week. and quote. Even, and the quote, even if it's not us that you go to, go to if we even give you the motivation to go Go to someone else, whether it be a family member, a friend, to seek professional help through therapy or a psychologist or whoever it may be. We feel as though we've done our job. And that's the most gratifying part of doing something like a podcast where we're being relatable and we're being our most authentic selves. Because if we wanted to be the jokey jokey ha, ha kiki yeah, we girl. could do that all day mm-hmm. that's we it could, took a lot we could do that all day listen before i even got here well when i got here i was telling Kristen like shit i just wanted to turn around this Bitch, episode I was, was i too was listening to emotions by destiny's child listen like, excuse me i was ready to cry like <laughs> But just to wrap things up real quick, I know you need a drink just as much as we need a drink. I know you, you hear just a drink heard pouring. a drink pouring on the mic. I don't know if you That did, was the Duce. Th- I don't know if you did, but that was Duce pouring on the mic. Um, because, you know, we're very <laughs> Duce advocates on here. Duce, if you want to sponsor you know, us. You black. I say, you know, Duce, if you want to sponsor us, you know, we... I'm still waiting for skin condoms hum- to sponsor us. Skin condoms, Anyways. Duce, <gasps> oh, relaxed brother. wine, any wine. Excuse me. Any wine that, that we've ever... But <laughs> we are getting into our wine. No, no, no. Oh, no, we're getting into our quarter of the week. Sorry. Don't me. try and erase me and my new segment. We're getting we into the quarter of the week. We could take you out. How about you shut up? Daryl. Anyways. Why so aggressive? In- because you- I'm trying to be motherfucking positive if I'm you will fucking let me. Inconsistent. The fuck? Uh, <laughs> can I get the action? <laughs> my god y'all don't know how i worked for this damn because kristen texted me she was like don't forget the quote i was like oh shit yeah i know she forgot it so i was like i might as well just for my turn. well here it is this week <clears throat> so with everything in mind no matter the hard times that we face you know i just want to throw this out there as the um positivity aspect for the well it's supposed to be the week or midweek today's thursday What's today, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck. What? <laughs> At this point <laughs> At this point, you gonna get the shit whenever you get the shit. Y'all gonna get it tomorrow, Friday, whatever. So my quote of the week is if you are building a house and a nail breaks, do you stop building or do you change the nail? Mm-hmm. Reflect on that. Let that marinate. Let it marinate and you
1: Let are you going to know. change
0: if you're you're building an entire house, just very smooth. I'm very calm. Everything is going, 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 going. Chateau Cherie. I fucking hate you. Are you gonna keep building that house for ten years? Are you gonna, or are you just gonna let that <laughs> one nail stop, stop you from? 10 shout, years. Out shout out to Chateau uh, That shout out to Chateau Cherie. I don't know if it's still standing, but we don't out. know. Maybe nails did break. Anyways, are you really gonna let one little thing get to you? it may be a big thing actually i'm not gonna try and deduce it to a you had ducé straight yeah i didn't realize Ooh. i thought it was still wine you poured your wine into my cup he you poured, thought i didn't No, notice. he poured this he poured, no I poured but it. i poured wine and ducé into your cup this, and you poured it into mine that's not it Swiss. that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying you poured it into mine i didn't pour anything he took your he took mine and They're poured it into me yours drunk i don't understand why Yep. Anyways, back to my quote. Y'all have really interrupted my segment, and I don't appreciate it. I'm sorry. Bye. Back to Chateau Sheree. Bitch. Uh. I'm going to repeat the quote, and we're going to start the segment again. Go ahead. Because I don't interrupt you when you're doing one of the week. I don't say shit. Damn, your motherfuckers be stressing me out. And that's another form of trauma. Stress. I fucking hate you, Chris. (laughs) I wish I saw what she just did. Anyways, if you're building a house and a nail breaks, do you stop building or do you change the nail? To me, I feel as though that quote was, um, I don't want it to be uh, deductive of anything, any types of trauma that anyone has experienced, but I do want everyone to look at it in a positive light. Um, You're building your life after post-trauma or whatever happened to you, whatever the tra- type of trauma may be or stressful experience may be, you're rebuilding and you are trying to recreate and rebrand yourself and trying to um, come into the new person that you know you can be or that you know God has destined you to be, whatever the case may be. Celebrate that person. Do not let that person or that life or anything... Don't let anything try to stop the formation of that. If there's something in the foundation that has broken, you don't just throw away the entire house. Don't just throw away the new person that you feel as though you know you can become. Don't throw away the future that you have planned for you. Get a new nail, like that's it. Just, if you want to replace it, you can. Address it and you know, try if you want to try and re-glue that nail. I mean, you can, girl. I mean, I don't know, cause Home Depot be selling them shits for like, what Home Depot be selling nails for? $2? Two dollars. Two dollars. It's one on Vauxhall. Is that Vauxhall? Springfield, yeah. Springfield, in Springfield, Vauxhall. That, Springfield. In Vauxhall. Springfield. Exactly. Them shits be cheap. Anyways, that's that's not the point. But what I'm saying is, it. I wouldn't vulnerable. go to a Home Depot in North. I wouldn't go to anything in North. On the same street. Springfield and Vauxhall is not the same thing as... I'm just saying it's on the same street. I didn't say it was in the same community. (laughs) I said it was on the same street. But continue. Anyways, what I'm saying is it doesn't take... Well, it may take a lot depending on the severity of the situation. But in the grand scheme of things... It won't take much for you to address the problem, rebuild and re-strategize and then continue building if that's the case or rebuild or whatever the case may be. It won't take much for you to do that in comparison to the grand scheme of the person that you're trying to be or the life that you're trying to create or whatever the case may be. Don't let that one situation form your future or form who you are right now. That's how I took that quote. So And with that, I know y'all need a drink just as much as we still need drinks. Bitch I been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. We've all have been drinking in here. But as always, we're here to deliver the wines of the week for y'all. We have two of them. One of them is a repeat, Il Duca Imperial Cardinal Red. Just get on it. I've been telling y'all that's my favorite since last episode. Get on Il Duca Imperial. Wait, we have this last episode. Uh, It might not have been last episode, but it was some episode. I don't know if it was episode one, episode two. Uh, We have.
2: I think it was last
0: episode. Look at you being on top of our shit. I don't know what it was. Now
2: that I taste it. That shit tastes good. Okay.
0: It, no, but you know me? the craziest thing is I tasted it after I had the... the Okay. First say the wine first. And I will say, if you want to feel a little adventurous, if you want to mix it with a little do say that shit does taste a little lit. I ain't going to hold you. Because I had it. it I had it little, too. And you poured it, it in It my tastes cup. a little lit. I ain't going to hold you. But we're not here to um advocate for that. We're here to advocate for the wine. So, so Il Ducat, please sponsor us. Thank please. You. The next wine of the week is Nielsen. By Byron, oh. Byron. <laughs> I could not. What does that say? Is <laughs> by Nielsen, by Byron. It's a 2014 Chardonnay from Santa Barbara County. Um, I actually did request the Chardonnay this week because I fell in love with Chardonnays over Thanksgiving break. Chardonnay is very oaky. If you want to be technical, oh yes, I can very do that. very oaky. This one is. Cause the one I had, this one's very oaky. The one I had last week was very sweet. I actually had it today before I came here. Okay, I and had was, some wine too. I ain't gonna yeah. hold you. It was you know night. how we get down. <laughs> um, yeah, but but in nature, Chardonnays are more on the oaky side. So if you're looking for a little bit of a not so sweet kind of wine, I feel like I will if you are going to Chardonnay, get the two of them together. Have the Chardonnay first yes. and then have the Il Duca after because the Il yes. Duca tasted much more sweeter. Like, after I had it after the Chardonnay. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this grape juice? Because like, we really do try to, like, we try to peel to all the masses. Mm-hmm. I know there's people who do like the sweeter side of wine. Me. And it there's me. people who try to convert people from that side, like myself, who try to get into the semi sweets and the semi dries and stuff. And then you have people like Carly who, who drink the Cabernets with, uh, and the Merlots and the Malbecs. Actually, you know. God, the Cabernet is very good to cook with. If you needed like a suggestion, get a cheap Cabernet, um, please. Um, get a cheap Cabernet to cook with, especially if you're making tomato sauces. That's the key. Almost and name dropped. Name drop if you need to. No, I mean, somebody. it's a bad thing. No, it's um, You okay? You have to pee? Yes. Oh. I mean you could pee. Applebee. So anyways, um we <laughs> We're gonna head out. Oh actually the say with the um Ilduka actually I wanted to transition into that last because it's very strong. Yeah, I it's it's really have two people's drinks. Yeah, strong. it's strong. Either way, <laughs> it was very delicious. And um, we are going to wrap up episode three. Thank you all for listening to this traumatic-ass episode of We Are it That Podcast. Podcast. Go get y'all a drink. Clink, clink, bitch. Yeah. Clink, clink, motherfucker. Like. <laughs> you feel me? Um, because, damn, this was a lot. It'll happen again, not necessarily about trauma, but for some sort of other You deep know, we like to balance out the funny and the serious, because that's what life is. Authenticity, exactly. bitch, because you're not always exactly. Because duality. That's it. Truthfully. Adulting is really about duality. Yeah, because you ain't always happy. But and if you are, you're fake. Very true. <laughs> um, but don't forget to follow us on our social media um, out, outlets, I guess. Social Instagram media platforms. Twitter. Oh, social media platforms. We, we're sure. Okay. Thank anyways. you. Because <laughs> we trying to get. Uh, like, <laughs> anyways, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at wearethatpod. Pod. And then email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Um, We are that podcast at gmail.com. And do not forget that you can can listen to us on Um, SoundCloud and and Apple Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Don't forget it. You have dual places to look now. You got more places to love us on. Because I feel like this just gives you more options. Because I know y'all love us on Instagram. I know y'all love us on Twitter. And now you love us on SoundCloud. Now love us on Apple Podcasts. That's it. And just to show that you love us, before you even start listening, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see that star rating. Just mm-hmm. click on mm-hmm. that. Click on that and five stars. Subscribe. And mm-hmm. subscribe. Leave us a little review if you'd like. You know? If you wanna talk about how um lovable I actually am. And how problematic I actually am. You can do it. Um, I don't know what the I mean, if you like curry goat, you could comment yeah, on that, I too, I guess. Oh. I mean, not really a fan of curry goat, actually. I'm not either, to be honest with you. Curry I like goat meat, though, but I have to get acclimated. I had it, but I didn't think I knew it was goat when I had it. This is somebody who's best friends with a Jamaican and Nigerian. But anyways, okay. Um, no, that's fine. that's fine. I just want to piggyback off of last week's episode. I feel as though Kyle and Drew got me in trouble. Um, my Twitter is now on surveillance. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kristen Dior underscore. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-D-I-O-R underscore. So I didn't have a Twitter. I just reactivated mine recently. (laughs) Now it's being watched by the feds. Shout out to you feds. You You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Chief ugo underscore that's c-h-i-e-f-u-g-o underscore and you can follow our other counterpart carly on instagram and twitter at west indian shoddy no, no a. not really it's west indian shwitty, <laughs> shwitty at w-e-s-t-i-n-d-i-a-n-s-h-w-t-y i wish y'all saw how kristen's hands are folded like a newscaster she cannot add the a because of character limits twitter you need to fix that but all of us have little limitations that What's in it? <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. That's what I said on season one as well. But follow her as well because she has some content that needs to be looked Probably at as well. Except content. for the kicks. If she mentions the kicks, just bypass that. No, you need to report her. Bypass and the frozen it, Doritos. Report it. Bypass it. Whatever it may be. Don't encourage it. Don't that make stinks. her seem like she's right. Her content stinks. She talks about the office a lot. If you like the office, you could I guess you know, girl. Anyways. Get acclimated. But if you want like wholesome If you want wholesome content, follow me. Us too. Because I'm really Us the wh- too. You have your breast out in like every two pictures. I if you go to my in my um what's called the Twitter right now, it's not out the, at all. And because you Anywhere. changed your avi? There was Anywhere. a point where Kristen's avi was like her. And her breast, because it was three of them in the picture. Are you and gonna, it was are a yellow believe, tie top. Are you going to believe? I'm going to believe my eyes. Are you going to believe? No, I'm going to believe my eyes. You're I bitch. am. You're actually a bitch. I am. That's crazy. And, and I celebrate that. And that, everybody. No, it's not the that on no, that it yet. Is. It because is. we're going to talk about Kristen's big ass titties. And, and you're acting like I bought them. Like, I didn't buy them, but she really tried to say she has the wholesome content. But anyways. And that, everybody, (laughs) is the the that that on that. Period. Bye.